Hey everybody, welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host Chris Desmond. This is a podcast where I sit down to have conversations with cool people who have done cool things or had ideas that have challenged social norms or taken them out of their comfort zones. We sit down and they tell us their story, what they've learned going through this process. Hopefully, these conversations are going to help us get out of our comfort zones and encourage us to grow. Thanks to all the regular listeners to the show. It's been awesome to have you on board and to get feedback from some of you. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're liking what you're hearing, make sure you share this episode out with people that might find it interesting. Leave a comment or review and subscribe so you get every episode as they come out. Now, today I'm speaking with Shifi Lal. Shifi and I first met at a Connect Wellington event. Shifi is the founder of Making a Different Skills Limited, or Mad Skills if you prefer. Today we have a chat through a few topics. How Shifi found her calling, never saying never. We talk about the fear of failure. We talk about resistance when you're starting something new. About not taking things personally. And that asking for help and outsourcing tasks is okay to do. About breaking bad habits. And the importance of clearly communicating what it is that we're after. Thanks again for listening, guys, and hopefully you enjoy Shifi and I having a chat. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. It's awesome to have you here today and to sit down and have a chat with you. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm going to come a little bit left field to you to start with and ask you, what's your favourite book that you've ever read? My favourite book, one of my favourite books is uh, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. It's quite a classic and I've probably read it 15, 16 times growing up as a teenager and as an adult. Um, And yeah. It's just a lot of different personalities of women who are successful in their own ways and seem to identify with that. Cool. That's a, that's a great answer, actually. <laughs> um, so, Shifi, can you give us a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. Um, culturally, I'm Indian. Um, I was born in India, but I've lived in several different countries. I've lived in the Seychelles Islands for a couple of years, and I've grown up in the U.S., and I've been in New Zealand for the last 11 years or so. Um, Professionally, I started off teaching primary school um, and I've been with a bank for the last 11 years and now I run my own business. So I, I like trying out a lot of different things. Um, I get bored quite easily, so I like learning. Awesome. And I think, yeah, I, I, I really like learning as well and that's one of the reasons that I started up this podcast is so that I can go out and talk to interesting people and learn a whole lot of uh, different ideas from them and really talk to a whole lot of people with really different perspectives as well mm-hmm. um, because I think if you're just talking to the same people mm-hmm. over and over again then your ideas just get reinforced rather than challenged. That's right. 
So you said that you, you worked for a bank for the last 11 years, and now that you're running your own business, how did the, uh, how did the idea to, to start your own business come to you? What kind of what made you want to change from banking into running your own business? Sure. A um, couple of things. Um, I, part of it is, it kind of goes back to when I was a kid. Um, I was eight, and uh, my mum grew up in an orphanage. So when I was eight, I visited there, and I was just so impressed just by how well everything was run. It was a children's home. Um, and I was just so inspired. I said, oh, I need to do something that helps people. Um, and I kind of grew up thinking it was always going to be an orphanage because that's where my mom came from, and that was my way of giving back. So that's why I trained to be a teacher. Um, but then I went to the Philippines uh, four or five years ago to a, do a mission strip at an orphanage and part of that was I was helping my friends run a business workshop for people in the Philippines wanting to start up their own micro enterprises um, ended up really connecting with the people within the business workshop and just realizing how empowering business is you know if you're you're a business owner you have a say in your own destinies as such um, and so I thought right this is it. I think that's what my calling is. I want to teach people how to run their own businesses. So I came back to New Zealand, enrolled in the one degree I said I'd never do, which was an MBA through Victoria <laughs> University. Um, famous last word. So I never say never anymore. Um, because I wanted to learn about business. I had no business background as such. Um, and then that's why I ended up running my own businesses because I wanted to learn. And my business is about teaching other people about business as well. So little bit of a nice little cycle yeah yeah it's a very it's a very nice little cycle was it scary the thought of going from a, a secure paid job in banking to running your own business um, yes and no I'm still working at the bank uh, part-time four days a week and I kind of just do this on the side so scary yes that I'm not in a position as supportive as my husband is to let go of my job altogether um, and just scary more scary that that more scared rather that I would fail you know I'd give this a go and it wouldn't work and I would have wasted an education a very expensive education and you know a lot of maybe totally going down the wrong path and what have I done probably more fear from that rather than a letting go of my job yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah and I think that, that fear of failure is is always a big one but in terms of giving it a go, I think you'd probably also, if you'd look back in five years' time and you hadn't done it, then you'd just kind of be saying, oh, what if, what if I'd done that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then probably be even more frustrated than, hey, I've given a crack. It hasn't, uh, hasn't worked out the way that I'd hoped. Maybe I can kind of change, uh, change different things. Uh, and, and do something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I think with the with the MBA, I mean, it's. I don't think education is a waste of uh, waste of time or waste of money. Regardless, even if you yeah. kind of you don't end up doing anything from it, I'm yeah. doing some postgraduate stuff at the moment, and the skills that I've learnt and the kind of different ways and perspectives that I've kind of taken from it has been really valuable. I think mm -hmm. uh, even. Mm -hmm even though I haven't really used them uh, in any capacity yeah. just yet, yeah. I find that some of that stuff just kind of comes into my day-to-day decision-making, which is pretty cool That's anyway. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you're, you're worried about the, the failure of the business. Um, 
but when you were when you were sitting or when you were setting up the business and kind of having this thought process and doing the the planning did you encounter some resistance to that as well absolutely um so it didn't originally start off as a it was going to be a business i didn't know what it was going to be um it was an experiment and my heart really was in the not-for-profit sector helping charities to run as businesses because i think that's a skill they're so busy working in the day-to-day that they don't have time to plan ahead and that's what i wanted to help with um and i started talking to people that worked in the not-for-profit sector and um amazingly i expected oh yay great come join us yeah everybody should do this i got a lot of resistance because i was coming from banking so i had a very Mm -hmm. corporate background um I got some resistance because I had an MBA, because again, they assumed MBAs just want to make money. I got some resistance saying that there's no way you're going to run a business from, you're going to get any money from charities for doing this, that you should just need to go work for someone else or, you know, just go volunteer because this is never going to work. So yeah, a little bit of resistance, I would say, and from an unexpected source. um, I got not resistance, but challenge from good friends of mine and my even my husband who really believe in what I'm doing but just are you really clear about what you want you know this is a a lot of passion and I finally had an education to back it up but do you really know what you're doing and are you working hard enough on it so it was it was quite challenging and sometimes quite discouraging Mm. um, to figure out oh my gosh am I just totally on the wrong path Um, yeah so yes Lots how, of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> how did you work through that resistance? Because obviously you have since you've started now. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good question. To be perfectly honest, I probably took a lot of it personally, yeah. um, which in hindsight I should have pro- could have dealt with that better. But I think when you're so close to it, you can't it's really see the forest for the trees, mm. you know. And um, yeah, just working through it, like trusting that the good people in my life that were telling me I trusted them and they were obviously seeing things that I wasn't um also I got to a point finally when um people were speaking against it you know people within the not-for-profit sector I listened for actually they also gave me advice on how I could go about clarifying things and even if they said it won't work I don't think you can make it work but here are some some bits of advice for you and I started listening and and I would actually go back after meeting with them and send them an email, thanks so much. These are the things I took away and you know, I'll implement them. And then you know, maybe a few weeks later say, actually I tried out something you did, you told me about and it got me this. So that really helped from taking it from, oh, you really hate me and you just don't mm. want me in your sector to actually, thanks a lot, you did me a favor, I learned from that. And some of it I just learned to ignore it. Sometimes yep. it is just noise and I don't have to pay attention to it. I don't have to take it personally. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's hard sometimes as well when you're getting that, uh, sometimes what you view as negative feedback or hopefully as constructive feedback, when you've got this idea that you're really passionate about it, it's hard not to take that stuff to heart and Mm -hmm. take it personally, but it sounds like you've you've worked through it really well in picking up those, um, picking up those kind of, nuggets of uh, of good ideas that are in there and, and being able to implement that so that's um, that's really awesome someone I came across called it a crumb of intelligence a crumb of intelligence I, I like that I like that I yeah I use that one I've never I've <laughs> never heard that one before but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I might start using that from now on as well 
Shifi, can you give us a rundown of, of what it is that you do mm-hmm. in your business? Sure. What, first of all, what what are you called? Uh, it's a, I like the name a lot. It's called uh, Making a Different Skills uh, Limited is the name of the company, but it's Med Skills for short. Yeah, I like that. So Thank you. It's a little bit 90s, but it <laughs> yeah, works. Yeah. I quite like that. I can imagine like a flat top and uh, <laughs> really brightly coloured shirt, like kind of like Will Smith as the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Maybe that should be my new icon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, med skills is all about. Um, it's about making a difference through the skills that you have. Um, in my case, it's business skills. Um, and I essentially, it's, I meet with my clients who are either small business customers just starting out or charities, and I talk to them about what are your needs. You know, what things, what are some things that you want to make better in your planning or your operations, and um, I help them kind of unpack their thoughts and come up with a plan on in a way forward. Um, what makes it this a bit more of a social enterprise is that um, if, a cha- if I do a strategic plan with a charity, I go out and find professionals for free and they can volunteer and help them cool. meet some of those goals. So it's about, that's the making a difference, you know, you can carry on. And it's just about making you go better, you know, just helping you to meet your goals and sometimes having somebody else to talk through those things makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's pretty cool as well. And having you yeah, having someone like yourself that can guide people through that process and how uh, they can use as a sounding board as well, mm-hmm. because obviously a lot of the time in industry people have the answers tucked away there, yes. there somewhere. But mm-hmm. having having yourself to facilitate that that outcome is, is pretty cool. And the obviously finding the volunteers for. Uh, charities as well as uh, I'm sure that can be reasonably challenging to source appropriate volunteers. Um, it is a bit of a challenge. I'm mostly going through friends. I've ended up doing a lot of the volunteering myself. Okay. Yeah. And doing things like spreadsheet formulas. Sometimes I sit there and go, "What am I really doing? <laughs> like, help!" But I have learned a lot through the process. I've even written a little bit of very small code, which I don't code at all, but it's. Probably the primary learning from that is get somebody else who knows what they're doing and take them a lot less time to spend more effort in developing how I go out and get more volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Rather than saying yes to everything. Yeah, sometimes I think you need to outsource stuff if you're, yes. uh, you can work your way through it, but it's it's much more efficient sometimes to, to ask for help with those with those things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as I was saying before, I uh, spent a couple of hours last night trying to source audio driver software which I thought I had down pat, but it turns out it's not. So we're just doing this interview <laughs> with one microphone instead of two. Uh, so hopefully the sound quality is all right for everybody. Yeah, hopefully. So you're still in the kind of initial stages of getting this business going. How's, uh, how's everything been and how's the, the response been since you've started? Has that resistance kind of faded away for you? Um, it's interesting you say that. I was at a meetup where I pitched the event and met yourself um, and one of the people um, from the not-for-profit sector who had completely torn apart my whole business plan and whatnot um, was there and she actually approached me after I had pitched and said, I'm really glad you built the small business side to the, you know, offering your services to small businesses. So so that was cool to get some affirmation that, okay, this is working. Um, I've just met with my first paying client, can I say that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just said it. Um, 
and we can edit it out if you think, <laughs> if we, if you, think like, you can't anyway. If you're listening, you weren't my first client, no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and I will get some feedback to see how what they found useful and whatnot. Yep. Um, they were quite positive during that session, and you know, I asked them feedback at the end. Cool, and, and uh, that's cool. And I mean, this episode is going to come out a few weeks down the track as well, so I'm sure that you will have met with many paying clients by that time. So. Many, no one, <laughs> no one will know who who it is that you're talking about anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh, that's good to that's good to see that you you have found a bit of that resistance has kind of flooded away, but now that you've kind of got the ball rolling and getting into getting into other stuff, are there other bits of resistance that you're coming up against? I find a lot of the resistance is myself. If yep. that makes any sense, yep, it's um, not having enough confidence to say yes this is the thing yes I'm actually doing this and that I have the ability to deliver on it um, mm-hmm. all of which I know I can obviously yeah. um, but n- no resistance at this stage just that I need it's to push myself a bit internal harder internal resistance rather yes. than the external stuff exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think uh, I mean that's kind of the theme of the podcast and that hey we can sit inside our comfort zones um, and do stuff and do what we're comfortable with but we don't kind of get any real cool stuff done um, and we don't kind of move forward or grow at all like you're doing at the moment with uh, with mad skills working on jumping into that comfort zone is is pretty cool and um, it's as your comfort zone changes and expands you're always going to run into to bits of resistance and kind of find new things that you think hey well this is a little bit tough mm-hmm. but um, actually I'll just kind of work into it I've done all this other cool stuff I'm yeah. sure I can figure this out too yeah. Yeah. yeah I suppose the only other bit of I'm not sure if you define it as resistance um, I found because it took me so long to get this off the ground I built up some bad habits yeah perhaps talking about failures a little bit and mm-hmm. um, where I've set the expectation that oh Friday's my day off and some people have the impression that I don't do anything on Friday because okay. I'm not working physically yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's always an expectation oh come see me yeah, or come, yeah. can you do this for me can you pick me up from you know or my friends not taking s- certain things like my website seriously or whatever you know mm-hmm. like oh, okay it's just something she does on the side it's just a bit of a hobby yeah. you know and I think to an extent I need to reset those expectations actually I do work on a Friday yeah. and I can't help you or yeah. and not care if they don't care about mm, my, mm. my stuff yeah yeah that you're still a, a professional on Fridays correct yeah, yes. yeah so I've started saying at work like oh I work on my business on Fridays or it's my day to work from home and that's people yeah. seem to like that a lot better than what's this undefined thing you do on Fridays where you're not here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I know what you mean it's like with the with the podcast I, obviously I don't get paid for it but I think approaching it in a professional capacity, hopefully the quality is uh, a lot better than if I was just taking it on as a hobby and did it kind of when I wanted and yeah. didn't didn't prioritise it. Yeah. Changing those habits are often quite difficult once I've sort of started to get a little bit ingrained. Um, mm-hmm. And again, you'll have a bit of resistance to that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's about just kind of working through that slowly. Yeah. So where where do you want mad skills to go? Where do you see it in the in the future? 
everything seems to surround a trip uh, or a visit I've made somewhere in my life. Maybe yeah. that's how I get my epiphanies. Um, cool. I went to Cambodia, my husband and I went a couple of years ago, and for whatever reason, it felt like coming home. Yeah. And it's, if you know about Cambodia, there's a lot of street kids, um, and just kind of broke my heart. But it's like, again, kind of, is was it meant to be a children's home or not? I don't know. But I there's companies, uh, organizations such as Friends International that train the parents um, of kids. Obviously, they have kids, their parents, um, you know, t- with some trade, and yep. you know, and to run their own um, enterprises essentially, and that pr- you know that's the root cause of the problem. The kids don't have to go out begging. Um, so anyway, I went there and I visited a couple of these um, enterprises that were run by NGOs and such, and I was just so inspired. And I said, "Yeah, this is it. This is getting to the root cause of the problem," um, and I'd like to run something similar you know skill based in Cambodia so I all of my friends again laugh at me but that's fine just make it happen I'd like to open a business for um, mothers or women in general um, sewing bags I don't know how to sew a button much less a bag just slight resistance problem I don't know slight barrier to be overcome but I think just some really practical skills so again skills that make a difference skills based but training people local people to do it so um, they can support their own families. That's the ultimate dream of med skills. Maybe we'll make a million, I don't know. <laughs> that would be nice, but the ultimate goal is to kind of just keep spreading it and teaching people to be more self-sufficient. Awesome, so kind of in New Zealand and, and, overseas, and overseas as well. And perhaps in the long term, just overseas if we're not in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool, no, that's, that's awesome. I can probably help you with sewing a button back onto shorts or, or awesome. trousers. Um, cool. <laughs> I don't know. If, know. <laughs> I don't know if I could help you with sewing a, a, a bag. Yeah. Um, I think the last time I tried to sew a bag was back in form two sewing. Half of it ended up inside out, so you might not <laughs> want my help with that one. But yeah, I've popped a few buttons off uh, off trousers yeah. before and. Uh, yeah, sewn them back it's on. It's a very yep. good skill they have. It is, it yeah. is. My mother would be proud. Yeah, I'm thanks, sure she thanks would. for teaching me that, Mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, just a bit more context on the bag thing. The idea is to target tourists. Okay. So that, yeah. you know, there's a market. I go overseas and buy a bag everywhere. So yeah, that's yeah. that was more the context rather than just randomly. Awesome. Bags. Yeah. 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 But I'll remember not to call you for the bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. That I can't help <laughs> on that one. Can you tell me about a time where you've failed? and what you learned from that. Mm-hmm. I, a couple of weeks ago, I was meeting with one of the charities that I've been giving my skills to for free for the last year or so, while I've been trying to get this off the ground. Um, and I had an epiphany as I was sitting there, as actually doing things that were not at all business related or skills related or actually helping them that much. Um, and in, in the course of the conversation, again, that resistance thing, um, the founder of the organization said to me, she said, oh, you don't work on Fridays, right? Why don't you just come volunteer with us? And they're a food-based business, um, charity rather, and it's like, okay. You know, and it's a couple of other things were said, like, why don't you go on this training and then come teach us, but it has nothing to do with business stuff. It's just, we don't have time. Can you just outsource it to you and you get it done for us? And I said, I've just failed in the last year of communicating what my purpose is and how I can really add value to you. Um, I did. They did share the strategic plan with me. It was like, oh, finally, a bit of something that I can actually help you with. But 
I had the realization that I'd failed and then I got really, not in front of them, I got really angry and upset, you know, like, but it's not their fault. It's clearly something I haven't managed to, either I've just offered too much, you know, and, you know, it was too broad that they got confused as to what I was offering or just my pride got in the way. I don't know which, but um, the failure was there. A, I forgot, you know, I couldn't communicate my purpose after all of this time and the other part was the way I reacted to it, like actually that was unnecessary for me to react that way. Thankfully they didn't, they weren't at the receiving end of any of that. Yeah. yeah. So has that kind of helped to clarify a little bit more around your purpose and kind of what you do if that situation arose next time as well? Yes, I think just be better about drawing boundaries and say here's what I, and being really clear about here's what I can help you with. Um, there's, I've been kind of struggling about with what's the fine line between building relationship and volunteering and actually how do I charge, how do I justify charging a, a charity for a service and it's like actually it's how much value they value your work and it's mm -hmm. nice to say thanks Shippy, that's great, you know, that great but if they know you're paying me an x amount of money an hour you're actually going to make time for me you're not uh, going to give me can you just go do this can you just go do this can you just they, you're gonna i'm going to have your attention mm. you know and uh, so just be more bold about it i suppose be more upfront um when i engage a new charity these are the terms you know yeah yeah and i think it's what you're saying with changing your habits as well as that changing how you value your time as well going from doing things on a volunteer basis to yeah. to doing them on a paid basis is uh, is always a challenge and it's I think sometimes it's hard to to ask for hey I'm worth this much will Actually, you pay me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool oh that's a that's a, a good learning point from it though and it's good that it's uh, kind of popped up for you and you didn't get too angry in front of the in front of the client <laughs> as well we've still got a good relationship yeah, yeah. excellent yeah. Um, Shifi what was the last uncomfortable thing that you did the last uncomfortable thing I did I hate presenting I hate getting up in front of people and talking um, but I put it on my personal goals that I will speak at four events this year and one of them being a med skills event um, so I spoke at a, a soapbox session where I got up on a literal soapbox and spoke for two minutes and pitched my business. Um, I also did a presentation for work, two presentations for work, and I think they went all right. Um, cool. Yep. I can vouch for you for the uh, the soapbox one. It went well. Thank you. I, en I enjoyed it, it and yeah. listening to it. Um, so you're three down, so you've got one to go. It's the, uh, the well, Mad Skills I, event. I, I'm not counting the other two. So I've got okay. a. I'm a business analyst for BNZ, and I am speaking at an international institute for business analysts event next week. Cool. Which be cool. Um, and yes, a Mad Skills event um, on September the fourth is target date, and it's an event for women, and it's different um, streams. So there's professional skills, self care stream, and a learn how to sew a button kind of crafty practical stream cool it may not be the best to present the button sewing in front of the group of no, people I'm it might be more that. of a one-on-one -on -one basis yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but kind of open the event and do a little bit of a rah-rah speech awesome that yeah. sounds that sounds great and whereabouts are you going to have that i'm hoping at bnz 
hoping they'll just give us the venue and give us their blessing and notepads and pens. <laughs> yeah, down in Wellington, they do do a great notepad and pen. Yeah. Awesome, that sounds fantastic. Um, and have you had a bit of interest in that so far? Um, I've had interest from people wanting to help. I've yep. had quite a few um, from people who want to speak. I'd like to get a few small businesses along, so very much awesome. focus on the Wellington Small Business. And um, I'm a part of a, I'm on the board for the Women's Refuge and um, the head office. And I'd like to tie the event, because it's an event for women, with the Women's Refuge and have mm. a bit of a fundraising arm. So I'm going to raise that with them next week. Cool. I don't think they'll be opposed to it somehow. Okay, awesome. That sounds sounds good and sounds like you'll be uh, having fun organising that. Yes. So what's the next uncomfortable thing that you're going to do? I think the next uncomfortable thing will be actually selling to a charity. Like this is a, a business proposition, it's not a volunteer job. And I struggle with that. Um, yeah, I mm. think that's... Even though it's not a next big project, but it yeah. is, yeah. Do you have a little bit of a plan in place or in the back of your mind about how you're going to work through that and what you're going to do to kind of go through the process to get to that point? Um, I think I'll be pitching at more events where charities are. Um, I would, as, as part of the business model, I offer a free hour of consultation and we make that as informative as possible and that's for the charity or the small business to decide we want to work with you or not. They can choose to walk away from that hour and hopefully it makes a difference for them um, or they can choose to have a further relationship. So um, I was hoping to sit in on board meetings but I think sometimes they're a bit chaotic and people aren't, outsiders aren't always invited um, mm. but that's really when you hear the real issues rather than oh, we need more volunteers to put food on the shelves actually we're really struggling to meet our budget for the next six months who can help us kind of thing yeah cool oh that sounds good so Shifi, where can people find you online or or in person if they want to find out more about you and more about mad skills sure um we have a website called medskills.nz um, currently it's redirected to facebook so you can also like us on facebook um, um we're also on twitter at medskillsnz and I can be reached uh, shifty at medskills.nz on email. Cool, that sounds good. Do you have any final pieces of guidance or uh, interesting facts for the listeners? About being uncomfortable? About life in general? About life in general. Um, yeah, I would say just if, you're, if you really want to do something, just back yourself. A lot of people will support you, a lot of people will try to tear you down, but it's just that sheer self-belief, you know, and of believing in whatever it is that you want to do that'll get you through it. So just keep pushing through. It does get better. Learn to let go really early. I learned that later, but, you know, the more you let go, the more thicker skinned you get. But just, and also listen along the process as well, because you're always learning, and so don't stop learning. You're never not, not going to know, you're never going to know everything there is to know awesome that's that's great advice well thanks very much for your time today Shifi it's been it's been great to sit down and uh, have a chat with you and it'll be cool to watch your journey and uh, watch where mad skills goes awesome thank you Chris I really enjoyed this